Hello there, and welcome to the Radio Free Oz podcast for August 16th. Yes, it's a Tuesday, and on we go. Well, you know, we've been hearing bad news about the economy in Europe, and we're very deeply tied to them because uh, if they go down, well, we go down. It turns out that Germany, who's been basically paying for the whole thing, you know, Greece is on the skids, excuse the pun, Portugal, Spain, Ireland, Italy, they're all sagging, and only great Germany is running in and doing basically the, the tarp thing, so to speak. Well, turns out that Germany's grinding to a halt along with everybody else. They had an economic meeting just recently, between German Chancellor Angela Merkel and French President Nicolas Sarkozy, and it couldn't come at a better time, new data shows Europe's economy grew slower than expected during the second quarter. Just like the news we got on our economy. With the German economy so far the best performing in the Western world, grinding to a halt. The German GOP grew by only 0.1% between April and June, while the French economy did not grow at all. Oh, man! The average growth for the 17 Eurozone nations was 0.2%, behind expectations of 0.3%. Oh, my. Despite the slowdown, many Europeans are looking to Germany to solve the debt crisis. Well, good luck. Hey, you think that's going to happen? Then everything you know is wrong. I have thoroughly had it with the Pakistanis. I know they're our key strategic ally in doing away with the Taliban, or is it Al-Qaeda, or is it the precious metals or the oil? Who knows? All I know is that these people are not our friends. Hey, with allies like the Pakistani, who needs enemies? According to the Financial Times, Pakistani authorities invited Chinese engineers to come and take pictures of the tail section of the Black Hawk helicopter that crashed during the operation that turned Osama bin Laden into fish food and then allowed them to take scraps of the stealth skin of the helicopter home. My, oh my, ain't that sweet? ISI, that's them intelligence guys in Pakistan, have been playing us for fools since the beginning, since 83. Hey, we ought to have a celebration. Almost 25 years of being deceived by the Pakistanis. Strike up the band. You gotta love Warren Buffett, the third wealthiest man in the world with a net worth of around $80 billion. He's demanding that the U.S. government make the rich, like himself, pay higher taxes and, and says they should no longer be protected like endangered spotted owls. Warren Buffett, the spotted owl. In a New York Times op-ed recently titled, Stop Coddling the Rich, Buffett, who owns Berkshire Hathaway, uh, a big investment firm, said he and his mega-rich friends have been spared the shared sacrifice the country's leaders have asked for as the country veers towards a double-dip recession. Quote, while the poor and middle class fight for us in Afghanistan, and while most Americans struggle to make ends meet, we mega-rich continue to get our extraordinary tax breaks, he wrote. These and other blessings are showered upon us by legislators in Washington who feel compelled to protect us, much as if we were spotted owls or some other endangered species. It's nice to have friends in high places. 
He observes that investment managers earn billions, but only pay a 15% tax rate. Yeah, that's right. Their income is considered capital gains, not standard income like the rest of us fools. Buffett said his 2010 tax bill, including income and payroll taxes, totaled almost $7 million, or just 17.4% of his taxable income. Most people in his office pay 33 to 41%. Hey, is anybody listening? He noted that 80% of government revenue comes from personal income and payroll taxes, adding the mega-rich pay income taxes at a rate of 15% on most of their earnings, but pay practically nothing in payroll taxes. It's a different story for the middle class. Typically, they fall into the 15% and 25% tax income brackets, and they are hit with heavy payroll taxes to boot. Buffett suggested raising taxes for anyone with taxable income of more than a million and even higher rate for anyone making 10 million or more. Makes sense to me. Quote, my friends and I have been called long enough by a billionaire-friendly Congress. It's time for our government to get serious about shared sacrifice, Buffett wrote. How about getting Tim Geithner the hell out of the Treasury and putting Warren Buffett in that seat? I'd like he is socially conscious but warming that chair. Paul Krugman, the Nobel economist, is so frustrated by the lack of stimulus spending, by the lack of any attempt to bring our economy out of the dumper, that he's calling for a fake alien invasion of the United States to spur a World War II-style defense buildup. Quote, if we discovered that, you know, space aliens were planning to attack and we needed a massive buildup to counter the space alien threat and budget deficits took second place to that, this slump would be over in 18 months, he said. Yeah, but 18 months of aliens invading, I mean, my golly, they, they'd have us uh, flat on our backs. Then he said, and then if we discovered, oops, we made a mistake, there weren't any aliens, we'd be better off. There was a Twilight Zone episode like this in which scientists fake an alien threat in order to achieve world peace, Krugman said. Well, this time we don't need it. We need it in order to get our fiscal stimulus going. Of course, Krugman is just using a space invasion as an example, you think? But that hasn't stopped some people from framing his comments as part of a giant conspiracy by a shadowy group of elites to enslave the world through a fake alien attack. Yeah, and we never landed on the moon, and Oswald did it all by himself, and there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Hello, this is Beaver Foreskin, president of the Club for Unnatural Growths. We believe that every member of the club has the unalienable right to keep what they steal. But what about all you sub-billionaires? Just because God has turned his face from you doesn't mean you can't go home and drown your shrunken aspirations in the bathtub. The Club for Unnatural Growths is a proud puppet of Double Cross America, the super PAC where every anonymous buck is worth a hundred common sense. Here's a couple of snippets that have come out about the GOP frontrunners, the trifecta. This does not include Mitt, the empty suit Romney. He's pretty much staying on the side saying nothing about anything. But Michelle Bachman, wow, she comes out of Iowa. A big winner. By the way, Ron Paul came in second by less than 200 votes out of a ton being cast, and yet he gets no media whatsoever. 
He's the guy that wants to legalize heroin. That probably is why nobody wants to talk about him. He's too straightforward. Anyway, Michelle Bachman, on her victory lap of Iowa yesterday, straw poll winner, of course, paid repeated tribute to her local roots and repeatedly mentioned her family reunion that day, citing it as an excuse for her late arrival at a local party event in Waterloo, according to Ben Smith. But Bachman's mother and two cousins told Politico's Emily Schultheis that Bachman didn't attend the reunion, though her husband and children did. Her spokeswoman, Alice Stewart, didn't respond to two emails asking for an explanation of the disparity. It doesn't matter if she tells a little lie or a big lie now and then. She's getting it all in her ear from the angry guy upstairs, the old man with the white beard. Well, Bula Bula. Texas Governor Rick Perry said it was unfair to make comparisons between himself and former Governor George W. Bush. This according to CNN. He said, I am Rick Perry, and he is George Bush, and our records are quite different. Well, I like a man with, you know, high critical thinking abilities. I am Rick Perry, he is George Bush. I get it. And our records are quite different, he says. Ask what the biggest difference is, Perry responded, now get this, I went to Texas A&M, he went to Yale. He did not answer when pressed to name a policy difference. Hey, he went to Texas A&M, I went to Yale. I know the difference between myself and Governor Goodhair. Hey, he's a theocrat, I am not. He says that Ben Bernanke is a traitor for considering pumping more money into the economy to put people back to work, making it harder for Governor Goodhair to get elected. Yeah, I would call myself at least vaguely intellectually curious, and Rick is a third-rate ignoramus. And if you think I'm going over the top, then... Everything you know is wrong.